snap of your fingers, we're back. Uh, listen, dude, I wanted you know, to. Well, well, fine, fine, fine. Take it over. I said I had something sad to say, and you're like, "Well, let's go." What do you want to say? No, I was I was thinking about snapping uh, recently, you know, because like it took me a while, like uh, to to figure out how to do it. You know, like it took me until I was like eight or nine years old. And then once I like learned how to snap my fingers, like oh. I was doing it all the fucking time. Oh, don't I know it? Let me, let me tell you this. Your mother's old email address was so snappy kid at uh, MSN, I believe. I'm sorry if that's still a word. MSN address. Um, and I don't believe it's still where it'd be weird if it was like That'd my mom still uses weird. that on the side. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like I, I, I was snapping, snapping my fingers all the fucking time. And I recently like met a full grown 32 year old adult woman who still doesn't know how to snap her fingers. And I'm like, how do you not know how to do this? This is, it's so, well, you know, listen, there's a lot of Dolores can't whistle, you know, whistling, I think is a little bit more <laughs> difficult. Is it, is it though? <laughs> I'm just trying to give Dolores a little bit of credit here. Oh, and you're no, like, I'm not no, I give my wife no I'm credit. To her. Fuck her. No, <laughs> like, you freak. Okay, how don't you know how to whistle? Like, that's ridiculous, man. Right. I, I feel like I learned how to whistle before I learned how to snap my fingers, to be honest. Which is the harder of the two. You're proving the point that anyone can do yeah. it. No, I mean, you're, you're making me, like, think back on my life and be like, yeah, you're right. Like, what's wrong with Dolores? Like, does she need, she need like, a developmental seriously uh, like i was i was like are you on the, the spectrum like i don't know if not <laughs> whistling is a sign of being on the spectrum but it seems right. like something you should be able to pick up well, it's, it's like in kindergarten you're not graded on your math skills or whatever you're graded on like can you skip can you cut with scissors in a straight line can right. you whistle it's like how did you get past kindergarten that would be bro? fucking lit if like right in the middle of your k through 12 they did another one of those blow off years <laughs> Right. All right, we're checking back up on you. Sixth grade, uh, can you still skip? How's your whistling doing these days? Like, I would fucking easy A. I would go into middle school with an honor roll. I'd feel so good. Right. And then they, like, bring it back for last year of high school just to make sure you haven't lost your way. That's kind of what I felt about senior year because I had finished so many classes beforehand that it basically that last semester I was just fucking around doing, like, technology yeah. class I, I took a creative writing class and i failed it because i just didn't like that well that class required that's the only class i ever failed in my life and that Whoa. that class required more work than any ap class any math class any science class really like you had to write so much bullshit and i was like i'm not about this don't limit my creativity to an assignment it's weird that like creative writing would then give you strict barometers on which to write like i had a really wonderful mm -hmm. creative writing teacher that like helped me be a writer when i was like i want to be a writer but i don't have the courage you know what i mean my, my creative writing teacher was like this um vaguely racist sometimes drunk seeming southern aging southern bell named miss mcbride damn she got that fine scottish blood bro mcbride yeah well, she, she was, uh, you know, I was editor of my school paper and she was in charge of that. And so I thought that creative writing class would be easy because I was like killing that job. And then I get in there and she's like, I'm going to, you know, be harder on you than anyone else. <laughs> going to be my star pupil. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to fail. The beautiful Mrs. McBride took a fucking target at you. What's in a, what's, uh, sorry, can I switch gears for a second? What's no. in a name? What's in no. a name though? Fuck no, you. go back Listen. to the first thing. Well, okay. <laughs> no, but, but, but I, I did just want to say, I did just want to say real quick, yeah, um, yeah. for my final exam, I actually pulled out an A plus by um, fucking ripping off a Tom Waits and Beck song and combining them into one poem. And she didn't fucking know either of those people, which I fucking knew. Cause I'm like, she's a Southern belle. She listened to Blake Griffin and shit. Right. Blake so Griffin. Fucking, is that a guy? Blake Griffin? He's a basketball is, player. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Blake Griffin. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. I was like, what? I knew it was one of those Blakes, you know? 
Blake Griffin out here, like fucking dunking for the LA Clippers. I guess he's in Detroit now. Either way, she was a big fan, as we I'm found sure out. Sure, Blake Griffin has released a country song at some point in his life. My like, God. let's not lie to ourselves. Well, she was vaguely racist. He's he's a he's he's a mixed race. He's interracial. So, oh yeah, okay. Like she probably that. wouldn't go with that. She probably wasn't racist either. She just had a southern accent. We We're probably casting aspersions here. <laughs> No, but don't. Uh, this is my point. This is what I was going to bring up, which is like Mick Bride is a Scottish name, right? Whatever. But my stepdad, right? Jeff McDaniel. McDaniel, which that name comes from his father, who is a fully black man, to which I had to one day tell him, you know how you got that name, right? Like, and he was like, what are you talking about? How many people from like from Africa do you know who are going by like uh, O'Brien? You know what I mean? Or like yeah. McNulty. Oh, like, <laughs> so I had to kind of break that to my dad one day. Be like, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Boo Boo, but your family was owned by people. <laughs> like, and they Did you call him Boo Boo? Yeah, because I'm intentionally antagonistic to, towards him now. Which is great. That's our relationship. We actually are getting along. Oh, well, let me tell you this. This is the sad news. Yeah. We actually had a health scare. We had a health scare oh. with Jeff. Yeah. Like Jeff was in the hospital this last week. Uh, How's he doing? He's good. He's out. He's out. Okay, uh, he, well, that's not sad. That's a happy story. We're good. Well, you got to let me finish. Uh, so what happened was. Is he, he, <laughs> this is much like Malibu homicide. Malibu <laughs> hospital. We just say he's good. <laughs> um no but so uh so so he woke up one day and he was complaining he's like i don't feel bad but something's weird like his arm was numb and he woke up two days like that and so he he didn't want to go to check this weird talk you want to know what toxic masculinity is is my dad wouldn't go to the hospital even though he told my sister privately like i want to go i'm scared but i want your mom to offer to take me to the hospital and i'm like you're gonna die <laughs> like what are you why are you doing this shit so anyway he eventually goes and they admit him and they keep him for like five days and the whole time i'm doing like the jerk off thing with my hand and i'm like they're just trying to get as much out of your fucking insurance because you have good insurance man uh right. now nah, turns out this motherfucker got clotted like clogged arteries like a motherfucker like real bad and they they were like thank you for trusting your body and for listening to yourself and for getting here because had you not come in like a ticking time bomb sort of deal. Uh, so he's fine. He's going to be fine. Although he, even though like, so this is the thing I've been saying, I'm going to get this classic car that he's had in that garage for years. That's like my birthright. I always say, and every time I bring it up, I'm like, that's mine. Right. I get it in the will. Right. And that motherfucker never, he like laughs off or says, I'm never he's going like, to die. I'm getting buried in that car. Yeah. Something basically. To I'm going to pull an Elon Musk and shoot it into space. <laughs> into space my body's never, still in there. <laughs> I'm going to wear shades. I'm going to leave a sexy ass corpse in a sexy ass car, Christian, before I ever give that shit to you. I'll figure out space travel before I ever, show you affection well turns out not true uh as oh. he as, as he before he was going to go into this desk and he's uh, his best friend willie's there and willie's like i've known him since we lived in dc so he's like been around my whole life uh, and he lives in florida now and and he's just like well if anything happens like i got this folder it's got my will and it's for the cars i promise big head one he calls me big head even though i don't think my head's that big by the way it's giving me an mm. inferiority complex my entire life I could be the shrunken yeah. head guy from Beetlejuice, but he called me big head so much. I would still feel fucking insecure about it. But he says he gets one of the cars. So I got to send one of those cars out West. So now he can't take that back. He, he might've said that because he was scared of dying, but now that he's fine. Right. He but now he's got to own it. Yeah, he's got to come through on that shit. No take backs. Uh, no, but so check this out. The most unsupportive person when I was a vegetarian, I was a vegetarian, as you know, for 
about four or five years. Um, yeah. When I was like 18 to Pro- 22. Probably like the worst vegetarian I've ever met, if I'm being honest with you. At least Why? during the period that I knew you when you were a vegetarian, because you were just exclusively eating like gas station food. And I was really worried about you. And you're like, it's oh, yeah. got no meat. Oh, yeah, it was bad. No, I figured yeah, out. You say that to me way. all the time. Like, yeah, it's got no meat in it. And I'd be like, that's technically true. <laughs> that's all I was after was <laughs> one true fact. Uh, but hold on. Fuck. Why did you, what did you say? I was going someplace and I'm fucked. What did you I was say? talking about shooting a car into space and then, uh, no take backs and then Jeff. Well, uh, oh, oh, well, no. So the most unsupportive person while I was a vegetarian was Jeff. Oh, right. I mean like just right. a piece of shit well, to me about sure. it. Like such an asshole about it. Can we mm. talk about cosmic <laughs> karma for a second? His sure. doctor Does basically he have said, to be a vegetarian. Yeah. He's like, you cannot eat anymore. Steal your thunder there. That's so amazing. he, yeah. But now he's texting me being like, I need some help. I need advice. <laughs> he's texting me more than he's te- like in the last week that he's texted me in like the 15 years I've had a cell phone or something like mm-hmm. so fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, so now he's going vegetarian. I've seen your, your vegetable buddies, huh? Yeah, I told him I was like, cause I, I wanted to support him. I'm like, whatever diet they're putting you on, man, tell me. And I got you, you know, we'll go yeah. on it together. And he can still have fish, he says, uh, but he can't have any. Oh, so that's what pescatarian, right? Pescatarian, but but he wants to have a substitute for beef. So it's like, you know, Impossible's not in Florida yet, so it sucks. There's a place right down the street. So when you come up, I'm gonna make you like fucking Impossible meat. You're gonna be a believer, I promise. Um, well, okay, I, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. So, so when I when I go up to LA, I'm limiting you to your two best food choices, okay. just two. So, so you better make them like amazing. I mean, I'm probably going to take it to Taco goddamn Zone mind. Because I love Taco Zone and you can get like one of everything on there and, and have a platter. Yeah. And no, I, I definitely wanted to do like some kind of taco tour maybe yeah, yeah, in yeah, LA because yeah. I did not do that last time I did Korean barbecue, which was lit. But you know, like if you're going to go to LA, you got to get tacos. See, I haven't done Korean barbecue yet. I think we're going to try it this week. I, we Yo, just okay. haven't been to Korea. Because I want to go to Koreatown. Taco I don't Zone talk. and we'll, we'll go to Koreatown and get some Korean barbecue. Okay, cool. No, that's, that's, that's a good, good fucking deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but it's just really interesting because now I'm like having to help him out. And I'm trying to get him like substitute meats and like beyond meats they sell in public. So I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, get this and here's your recipe. So uh, I think he's going to be fine. It's really good. Um, like as a substitute for meat that people don't talk about that much is like really like huge portobello mushrooms. Like you can grill them up like steak and shit, put salt and all that. And people it, like, have said that. They, they and- say it's the... Uh, <laughs> Like I'm trying to figure what they actually say, but that's what I've heard from everyone. That it's like shockingly, substitute. yeah, it's shockingly filling and savory. Um, in a way, dude. That, like, there's this really fucking and- wonderful place in Philly. I got to remember what it's called, but they do a Philly cheesesteak, completely vegan. Um, and they use portobello mushrooms in order yeah. to simulate it, and it's like fucking good, dude. It's really good. It's just crazy where we are now. Like I just never thought we'd be at this point where like shit's indistinguishable. KFC has Beyond Chicken. Have you heard about this shit? I've heard about it. I haven't. Is it been released yet? Public? Because I know they were testing it in like Atlanta and a few other right. markets. So it's only in the test markets, but the words have come yeah. back, right? People are sitting there being like, what's really bold about this is when anyone does like a meatless option, they'll usually put it on like a sandwich or something just so they can kind of hide the taste behind a bun or some sausage. Sure. Or like that. Apparently KFC like straight up just no <laughs> bun, nothing else, just the different flavors. And people like could not tell the difference. And a lot of the time that's like conjecture, that's bullshit. But having had the impossible thing, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe we're there. Uh, the impossible people are also making pork now. So, like, we're rapidly getting to the point where if they can nail these flavors, if they can nail the textures, like, right. you know, like, what's the point? And I think that's going to help because the, isn't the ultimate goal to, like, kind of, like, 
cut down on the carbon emissions and like the cattle industry and shit like that. So this is a way to do it. I like mean, that, that, that would be like the primary uh, uh, motivator for me to like quit meat or, or whatever. Like I've cut down on it. Um, like I'm limiting myself to like three days a week where I eat meat and like right. four where I don't. Um, and I'm still like eating eggs and stuff, but I'm not, not doing any meat products. Um, and yeah, it'd be like the environmental effects. Uh, I know that that's a huge, huge thing. Like if, we, if everybody were to just cut down to like a couple of days eating meat, like environment would be better. I don't know how much I know it'd be better. Greta Thunberg said something about that. I think it really is like as stupid as people say, it's like, Oh, the, think globally act locally sort of deal it's just like we we need cars by especially in this city where i'm in it's like you need a car like we can't reduce our carbon footprint 100 but you can make these small concessions where you can to actually make a fucking difference you know what i'm saying which is interesting and and the point is like having this stuff go ahead sorry no i was gonna say something dumb but like if i can't have a helicopter can i at least get like a gyroscope or something so i don't like I, i just want an alternative to having a car at this point because LA traffic sucks, New York traffic sucks, you know. Can what if I just, I just gave you the like, ability to fly, fly but you can only fly like seven inches off the off the ground? You can that fly though. How fast am I flying? As fast as you want, but only seven inches off the ground. So you got to be careful, <laughs> like you. So it's like <laughs> you're a pedestrian hazard for sure. Oh, for sure. So it's basically like having a car, but worse. Yeah, no protection why uh yeah so i'm gonna pass on that i'm gonna wait for that technology <laughs> you can to get fly better. <laughs> think about how much money you can make flying places I, I mean not to get back into my love of helicopters but like the the great thing about them is that you know like they're maneuverable you can go up way higher than seven inches you know they murdered kobe the bryant traffic. they just murdered kobe bryant well you know you just uh, don't be kobe bryant and you'll be fine don't you be know? kobe bryant it yeah. also killed Gianna so bryant. uh last time i checked problem solved there I'm good. Uh, I just don't want you to get in one, man. They're the death traps, you know? I mean, that's what they say every time there's a plane crash, but like it happens so rarely, you know? I think helicopter uh, crashes happen way more often than plane crashes. But do they happen more often than car crashes? Probably not. No, but you're not in a car either. So how can you crash into one? You're fine, man. You can fly as fast as you want. You can go sideways. I'm saying that if I move to LA, I'm going to have to get a fucking car again. No, you can fly. You don't have to. What, seven inches off the ground? Yes. Like, hypothetical scenario? What's wrong with that? How much is this going to cost me? How much is insurance for one of these flying majigs? No, it's completely free. What are you talking about, bro? Wait, this is free. Free. Yeah. The speed is unlimited, but I'm completely yeah. exposed and there are no protections. Do I need a license to fly it? Like, no. Special- no? No. Do the, do the cops care how fast I'm going? I mean, does, does Superman get speeding tickets? Does the Flash get pulled over? <laughs> I mean, what do you want from me here, guy? Like, Can I at least get an airbag or a seatbelt or some kind of assurance that I'll be fine if it You crashes? can wrap yourself in like Tempur-Pedic pillows. <laughs> That's your... You look like a giant <laughs> Michelin man of... of, of our so we, we, we've mastered the art of unlimited speed, but we can't like just... And levitation. Not, Let's not bury the lead. And, and levitation. Oh, okay. So this doesn't even have like a motor or any discernible way that it's flying. No, it's, it's you are flying. You can fly. Yes. Oh, you're saying I'm flying just by myself. Yeah. Oh, you thought I, I was thought like I was, a jet? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was in like a dune buggy that was just levitating or something. No, you're, just, I was just exposed to the flying. air. Like, oh, Jesus, Max! All great wars are just lack of communication. We almost killed each other just now from the faulty premise. Wow. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I could. I, I, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I'm glad I could blow your mind a little bit. You, I turned you around so hard in like five minutes, and I feel like that's power of persuasion, man. Right. Well, I was just like, this is like just some weird ass vehicle or something, but it's just me flying. You know, I have the power of human flight and infinite speed. You know, I'll be fine. I was wondering why you were like, why do I need a license? And I'm like, why does Superman need a license? You're flying, man. I was like, that's a weird thing to say. (laughs) Oh, Um, dude. Okay, hold on. Oh, so the other day, this really pissed me off. Hmm. Hold on. I'm looking on Hulu, uh, and they have this, like, in the documentary uh, section, it says Saving Jaws. And it's this, Hmm. like, fucking lady... And she's looking at a fucking shark in the water. Uh, but then I read just the it, it info on it, which is like, uh, ocean, oceanologist, or whatever, marine biologist. There we go. Marine biologist, her name is Ocean Walker. That's her fucking name, Max. And again, this is a documentary. This is not a fictional series. It's not a fucking, like, Wait, whatever. you're saying that her given name on her driver's license is Ocean, ocean Walker? Ocean Walker, Yeah. And she's a marine biologist. But here's the problem, okay? Because I looked at that. And it's just like, she was cursed with the love of the ocean. And then immediately, I'm thinking about how this is the most bullshit fucking thing that's ever existed. Let me explain, okay? Because right. if it has, like, like, I saw that, and immediately, I'm like, I need to look this up. Because I need to know if there is a Timothy Treadwell-esque, like, she went into the water and then just, like, pulls of blood. They never found her. You know what I'm saying? Like... But, right. but that inherently would ruin the experience. Likewise, if I went into the movie cold, hoping for that, and it didn't come, it's, right. it's a horrible it's, experience. It's like a heartwarming documentary about a lady hanging out with a shark or something. Yeah, who, who is at from like, birth named to love the ocean. Like, yeah, that, that's my main thing is like you hear about like overbearing parents who are like, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. It's like her parents yeah. were setting her up for marine biologist success and nothing else. Or, like, she, well, she could be like a pediatrician. I'm well, Dr. Ocean Walker. But Ocean Walker, maybe she's like, maybe they're like, you're the you're the messianic one, like vagina Jesus, like, and then she goes so, out there and she's like it. Harry Potter, you know, like some some giant fat man finds her and it's like, you're you're a marine biologist. <laughs> you're the ocean walker. Like it's a title. There's an article, but no one did that. Right. So like, they just call her, I guess her name's Ocean shit. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> like Kevin Costner bursts in with some by the way, Waterworld is still at Universal Studios over here. Um, I know. Why? Can someone fucking tell me? Like, we got rid of Kong and Jaws and that shit. Was at, uh, Disney. No, is it? I think it's a Universal, homie. I thought it was at, like, the Hollywood Studios or something. I could be, I could be wrong. Um, but either way, like, I, I hear that the outdoor live show is just that good. Like, it eclipsed the popularity of the movie. I read about this. Like, it's something really? that I do, and I don't know why I do this, there's this uh, YouTube channel called Defunct Land. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defunct TV. Yeah, yeah. I watch all and, the Henson shit. Yeah, and it's literally just about like different failed like attractions and like theme park rides from their conception to why they failed and everything. It's fucking fascinating for reasons I don't understand, but that's something that's like weirdly stood the test of time. Like people still go to it. That's the reverse Pirates of the Caribbean, which starts off as a ride, ends up into a blockbuster franchise. This was a never was blockbuster franchise, by the way. Right. Uh, that ended up being like a lit fucking experience, which is great. Because when we were kids, like the Terminator thing was. And I was amazing. bummed when they got rid of that. Not that I go to Universal Studios that much, but like that experience held up, dude. Like it was pretty lit. Like they got the robots that come up and they're combining 3D effects with like a, a live action, you know, Sarah Connor and John Connor. Also, they just sort of found people who looked like 
rushing past you quickly, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong. Right. And I'm like, I'm into this, man. This is fine. Yeah. It's, but, like, it's like a 10-minute movie that's way better than any of the sequels in that series. But isn't that really weird, though, by the way, that, like, see, that's what Universal should be doing. I think that's what theme parks should be doing instead of what they're doing, you know? Like, really focus on, like, you have IP. Like, create, like, this yeah. awesome experience within the it's, park. And I know people are doing that. It's like that. an extension of that story, like a ca- like canon or something that's what i think it was yeah i think it is yeah. technically officially canon which is even stranger <laughs> what i'm saying is like uh instead of making a pandora world which i think they did somehow at the they magic did. kingdom uh or harry potter animal or, kingdom yeah or, or harry potter land which i think i love harry potter right it's like have sure, you been have to I, harry potter land though i haven't no i haven't been is it cool okay it's honestly like pretty fucking lit. Like, like the the only thing like with a theme park, and I am like too old for theme parks at this point. I think like the magic is kind of gone, but that is something that like it's great because you just see like a random nondescript brick wall, and you like walk around the corner of it, and it's like you're walking through the brick wall platform nine and three quarters or whatever, mm-hmm. and you end up in Diagon Alley, and uh, just fucking like it's magical. But like the thing that takes away from that magic is that it's just you know throngs of tourists and you know overweight people with fanny packs and like you know pissed off moms with sunglasses going right. get over here carol and it's like all right this doesn't all, all wearing the same matching american flag shirts yeah I, I never understood that as a kid and it just made me and then i like i saw the like a whole family of them doing it once and then i asked my stepmom and i was like why are they doing that and then she explained so they can all find each other and then I looked mm-hmm. back and looked at their faces. Just, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like I looked back and just a sea of people wearing the same shirt. <laughs> I looked back and just smoke. Everyone was gone. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? No, no, but I looked up and I like looked at their faces finally. And the patriarch, the father, had like a NASCAR Dale Jr. hat on, a fucking yeah. thick caterpillar broom stock mustache or whatever. Oh, and I'm God. like, these people <laughs> like yeah. it, it really instantly made sense to me like these people save up all their money so they can leave iowa mm-hmm. for two weeks so they can come to the wonderful world of disney and they just look miserable the whole yeah, time it's not fun. That, that's my main thing is like anytime you see parents at those things you they look fucking miserable because they're in like right. super hot florida weather which they're usually not prepared for and they're like just that kind of nascar vibe family like with the wraparound ray-bans or whatever right. And they're just waiting in like a 75 minute wait for Haunted Mansion or whatever the fuck. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know. Don't have kids. That, that's my. I, that's my sorry, I'm, to, I'm with you. I'm turning 30 and it's not on my horizon. Uh, yeah. So unless there's like some ones from 10 years ago I don't know about, I think I'm fine. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to get through it just fine. I, like, can I be honest? When I was young, I used to talk shit about like Letterman having kids because he had kids when he was like 64 years old or some shit. And I was yeah. like, that's so irresponsible, dude. Or like Cormac, Cormac McCarthy had a kid super fucking in his, in his right. uh, 67, I think. That's what their road is about. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm going to die. And, 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 and I, but now I'm older and I'm like, it makes a lot of sense to me, man. Go you, you build your empire. They, like They did it right. <laughs> like, yeah, build your fucking empire. You, those guys, you have the kids. You're on your way out the door anyways. Yeah. You're just there for the good parts. You don't see them fuck up too much. And then you die. Awesome. And you let them uh, do whatever. It's awesome. I know we're at the point where we're getting to like they think an immortal human, uh, someone who can be kept yeah. alive. 
Yeah, we've talked about Well, they before. think it's already happened, you know? Yeah. And so it's interesting because it's just like, oh, fuck, who wants that? <laughs> like, I got to see these fuckers grow up? Like, yeah. You, you ever know. think about, like, the concept of, like, living forever and it just, just sounds miserable, man? Well, listen, I won't talk about the finale, but The Good Place. The Good Place just ended. Mike Sure ended another amazing fucking show. By the way, that guy before the age of 45 has The Office parks and rec and now the good place under his belt and that's incredible the new uh, norman learman like, I, honestly guy? i think he is because think about all of those shows think about parks and rec and think about how inclusive it was you had a puerto mm-hmm. rican right opry plaza you had black you had indian representation you had all this yeah other no that that show felt like a big like welcome mat to everybody like it yeah. was just like this friendly sort of inviting yeah kind of atmosphere and like every show he's ever made kind of feels that way again the diversity thing really hit i feel like 2014 like whenever oscar is so white was 2014 2015 maybe 2016 or something but like that's when everyone was like oh shit the status quo is not okay and you looked at parks and rec started in 2009 you know what i'm saying right. like it was just always out of the curve, the good place. But, but also, like, without putting a spotlight on it, which was yeah. interesting. Like, it was just done casually. Like, yeah, like, we're just all here and we have different backgrounds. It's cool. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it's our generation's cheers. And that'll make sense mm-hmm. in 20 years when we can really look back on it. But it really is that thing that just brought so much joy without any of the baggage of the other shit. And not to say they couldn't do drama, but they didn't uh have to very often. Uh, good place, though. So good place, also equally yeah. inclusive. Like, it's a cast where you have, like, a... British of Indian or Pakistani descent. I'm so sorry to Jamila Jamil. I don't know where she's from. Uh, like an Asian dude. You got a British. You got an Asian. <laughs> you got a white. Right. Like community thought it was doing it, but like, it's really, if you look back <laughs> at it, you're like, not really. <laughs> like, you got a guy playing Chang. He's Korean. You're calling him Chinese. There's a lot wrong with this. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, anyway. Like, like the entire joke of his character for a whole season is that he was an Asian man who was a Spanish teacher. Right. That's a good and joke. His, and his yes. Jewish his Jewish rabbi brother, also an Asian man, <laughs> disapproved, right. which I thought was the cherry <laughs> on top of that joke, by the way. Um, but no, so the good place, right? I'm not going to talk about the finale, but yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. saw the penultimate, correct? No. Oh, okay. You haven't. No, Shit. I'm like two or three episodes behind. Fuck. Okay. Well, they address kind of what you're talking about, which is the concept of living forever, right? Because right. if you could live forever and you had nothing but infinite possibilities to do whatever you wanted, you would still at some point do everything there is to do. And then you're in a different type of nightmare, right? You're in a different type of hell uh, yeah. altogether. So they have this like idea, which is, you know, I'm, I don't want I, you just got to watch it. I can't go any further, I guess, because I don't want to ruin it at all. But it is very much about that idea. Like, should there be an exit door from the afterlife? You know what I mean? It's kind of San, I mean, San Junipero a little yeah, bit. Yeah, San Junipero gets into that. Only Lovers Left Alive kind of gets into that. Um, yeah. Except they're still it's alive. A vampire like, movie. Yeah, I, I love that as a vampire movie, the concept of that movie is what does happen to somebody who has their wits about him, but is alive for well past their expiration date. Right, right. Yeah, they might create some great art and they'll collect a shitload of things, but they're going to be fucking miserable after a while. Yeah, people have done that. I think there was also a Doctor Who thing where Maisie Williams, uh, Aria, guest starred, and she played a girl who literally was given immortality. But the problem is, like, she just, she eons go by and, like, you know, uh, 200,000 years is like the blink of an eye, literally, to her. So it's like hard to have any attachment. She becomes this really detached person, you know? It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my, our friend Skylar, because um, I'm making him watch Watchmen with me, or he wanted to watch Watchmen, so we're watching like one or two episodes every week. Uh, 
Which, by the way, when you know where you know when that story is going, uh, you mm-hmm. go back to those early episodes and you're just like, yeah, it's pretty fucking great. They did a really good job in those early episodes, giving you. Everything. Yeah, because like my opinion of it keeps dropping in hindsight, but I've only watched it once. So like, and and it's not that I I think it's bad, but uh, I'm kind of and I wanted to talk to you about this, but I'm kind of in this place where it's like, the more and more removed I get from it, the more I'm just like I again appreciate the scope of it and I appreciate um the ambition of it but it just didn't connect with me in the way that i was hoping for um i i I, i'm really curious to finish the rewatch because i was a fan of it ultimately but i think you and i shared a lot of the same problems with the finale uh and that could honestly affect the rest of the season although i think episode five i think episode six i mean there are some unimpeachably wonderful episodes that it's Don't really when Doctor Manhattan gets in the mix that I'm episode kind eight, of like, which which is sad because that's a really lovely episode for the first thirty minutes of it, uh, and then it kind of falls apart for me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to turn this into a Watchmen cast. I'm sorry. The point is, we're watching it. Watch it again, and then we can have a, a full conversation about it because I I do think like he obviously had a plan and it's very well laid out. Um, mm-hmm. There's some good episodes. We just watched the. Uh, she was killed by space drunk episode, the Lori Blake intro. And it's like a solid fucking hour of TV, man, for sure. Um, But uh, we were talking about like philosophy because uh, for some reason I got bit by the philosophy. And you know, this for the last couple of months, I've been like working my way through the canon and shit. And then I got to the philosophy that got me into philosophy to begin with, which is like existentialism. Right. Um, Mm, Nietzsche. Well, well he is a nihilist. He's not existentialist, but he's foundational in Camus and John Paul Sartre and all those people who would come along later and be like, absurdity, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking about that and I was trying to explain to him like how they, like these two dudes were beefing Sartre and, and Camus like in the, in the 50s and shit. Like they just went back and forth and arguing against each other. And I was trying to say that like the myth of Sisyphus, which is uh, Camus, one of Camus' great work, right? The Rebel is also really wonderful. Um, that the premise of it is that the world is empty there is no meaning the only logical thing to do would be to kill yourself <laughs> like that's where he starts but then the rest of the myth of sisyphus is like but but right and then he tells you to imbue your life with meaning and shit like that but i just love the idea that like he camu's the optimist in that situation and he's saying you should kill yourself so yeah. like it, there was this riveting fucking uh, chapter of like these people who really liked each other and then stopped talking to each other based on different interpretations of the absurd so so maybe maybe i have a limited um understanding but um isn't is nihilism not just like the first half of existentialism like isn't existentialism or absurdism like taking the extra step to say you have to apply your own meaning sure in the same way that socialism is a stepping stone to classless communism you could say that but certainly both exist in their own right you know what i mean um i think they just take the ideals a little bit further nietzsche just said god is dead so lie creatively uh where these guys came along I'm on and bored with that bro <laughs> well but it's like the, i see what you're saying yeah it's a stepping stone it's a building block you don't get to this next level without that stuff it was it's sort honestly, of like the old testament and then there's another testament and you're like oh well there's old jesus guys fucking around he's saying give give yourself some meaning uh sure yeah except jesus was <laughs> i wanted to follow you i guess i was like yeah yeah I mean, but the thing about philosophy in general right is that the, that there's a new testament every 10 15 20 years like you know there's always other thinkers that come along and that and that question things like my point is this existentialism isn't even really a reaction to nihilism existentialism is a reaction to the 
Greeks to, to Aristotle and Socrates and Plato, these fuckers who believed in essentialism, right? Everyone is born essentially who they are. You're either good or you're bad. You're born that way. Existentialism, literally all it means is, no, you exist. And Lady then Gaga you was become. Right, or was she? Uh, who was right? Who? Said Lady Gaga. Did she say <laughs> that? <laughs> His, like one of her biggest hit singles is Born This Way. Um, is that one of her biggest ones? I don't keep up with the Gaga. I didn't know you were such a Gaga. I, I didn't know you were I such a little you, monster, Max. Huge, huge Gaga fans. head over here. Oh, well, you're, you, you're a monster. You're not a Gaga head. You call yourself monster. Uh, I didn't actually know that. That's why, you know, my Facebook URL is Christian.Monster, my Instagram. Is. Oh, because you're a huge Gaga head. Well, it's just or... not that way. I like the deep guts only. You know what I mean? I go to a oh. rollerblade. I N- say name five. deep guts only. Name five. Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with Fernando. Americano. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you don't uh, have to keep this charade up. I'm going to let you off the hook, okay? I nailed those two, and neither of those were hits, I think. So go fuck yourself. I nailed those. Uh, oh, so here's something really adorable. Hold on. Here's, yeah, something, yeah, here's something cute as fuck. My mom texted me today randomly. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, where is the L&D show taped? <laughs> so I looked it up for my mom. <laughs> I'm like in Burbank it's 11 minutes away from me and I showed her on Google Maps I showed her like hey this is says where it is oh my god we must get tickets and go three exclamation points <laughs> I love my mom I do who uh, by the way called me out the other day she's like I listened to your fucking show the other day Miho where you said you loved Max's mom more than me don't think I didn't fucking hear that and I was like <laughs> Whoa, I was just joking. Were you, were you like operating under the assumption that she'd lost interest and wasn't going to listen anymore? Or were you just know. like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I have no clue. I just feel at this point, like, I, I feel like I want to be warts and all. Like, mm. this is the, the, the next 50 episodes since we've got over here will be, even though this has already been a confessional type podcast, I feel like it's going to get way worse and way more embarrassing for me. Um, <laughs> just for you. Yeah, well, I mean, because I, I start on the rise and you're on the decline. Is that how it's going to go? I have always said that this show is is uh, it's certainly both 50-50 us in terms of like how weird and like improv it gets. But I've always said, and I've used this analogy the other day, that it's like I am on a runaway train that's usually tied into something I'm scared about, anxious about, or just general mistrust of. Mm-hmm. And you are like the poor track layer who's got like only 10 feet ahead of me. Like, but somehow you keep us on fucking track, man. Like, mm. and I've always said that, like yeah, without you, this show collapses into like me just crying into a microphone and, and yelling See, I would about shit. To that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop laying track. I just want to see what I'm going to sit back and I'm just going to let you go. Go ahead. Now I'm, oh shit. Uh, um, this no, I I don't. Oh, so sorry, I'm just gonna yeah. grab my. Pop. <laughs> yeah. That was like when my dad abandoned me. Don't do that. Don't like you can't just leave me in Kmart. You know what I mean? Like that's fucked up, bro. Yo, be funny. <laughs> I, I love how I'm pantomiming eating popcorn and nobody can fucking see me but you. I really appreciate the effort, though. I gotta tell you, you, I think it like you went the extra mile, and that's all that matters. You know, that's what I do. You know, I'm still laying that track, even though I don't want to, even though I said I wasn't going to. By not doing it, I was still laying track. Well, because if you don't, like the rest of the world, I think that this is the thing that keeps me sane. Like this could mm. very well be me, like you know, going into a mall with like a bubble gun or something. You know what I mean? Like, 
Come on, I would. I'm too liberal to actually actually own a gun, but I do want to incite terror somehow. Well, so. Wasn't it Sisyphus who had to push the boulder up the hill? Yeah, Sisyphus. Yeah. Are 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 you the boulder and I'm Sisyphus? <laughs> yeah, basically, that's the better analogy. I don't know why we didn't <laughs> stay on brand. <laughs> and just every episode, you end up at the bottom of the hill and have to go down there. But you try. get me up, like you see me yeah. soar. Like it was weird. What? So early today, you see me soar, and then I come crashing back down to earth. Today, earlier when I was on my walk, you saw those co- coyotes. I said, "Yeah, I just ran I into did, a pack yeah. of coyotes." And then all I said was, "Dang, dude!" But here's the thing: like all morning, uh, I was feeling manic as fuck. But here's the thing: they don't tell you about being depressed. Sometimes that that <clears throat> cocktail is awesome, and you you swing the other way. And you're yeah. just like, I'm fucking on fire right now. Let's go. So I was like yeah. so mad that we couldn't record when you recorded or when I wanted to because I was just like, ah, oh, it's going to be. You're all fired up. Yeah. I was ready, dude. I was like, yeah. They never talk about how good depression is. <laughs> like the one out of every 30 episodes that you have. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, damn. Well, I'm sorry we missed that. Yeah. What, 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 what phase are we in now? Just calm, Chris? Uh, well, because, yeah, I think we went back to comp, Chris. I took those edibles, and now I'm like, ah, I'm back. You know, I'm back ah, to normal. Got some of that kettle one in you. Uh, man, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> can't so, wait? I thought you already drank some. No, I'm having, I'm going to have more. I think that's the key to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a kettle two? I know I've asked this question. Kettle two for me is Tito's, which I have Tito's here, but there's no yeah, official break kettle. Break out the Tito's, bro. What are you doing? You had the kettle one. Now move on to kettle two. You got to graduate. Right, well, listen. Can I pause this so I can literally get some Tito's? We can continue in a moment. Is that okay? Sure. Pause it. Pause kettle it. Kettle two. All right. Well, starting back up. Had my first sip of Tito's, and here's the thing. I'm kettle sure we talked about this before already, but yeah. is there a problem that I literally like? One of the greatest feelings ever in the world to me is that first sip of Tito's or kettle one. And I can feel it coursing its way. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Cause when you thought I was agreeing with you, I was just simply, I had my first <laughs> sip and I was oh. like, fuck yeah, that's the good stuff right there. I didn't even hear what you said. You could have been saying like anything and I would have been fine with it, man. You could have been like kicking my dogs. Doesn't matter. Vodka. So I, I just, I just want to be clear about your question. You're asking me, is it a problem if you literally lose all concept of anything that's happening around you while experiencing the wonderful sensation of taking your first sip of Tito's vodka. Oh yeah. Um, no, nah, man, that's normal. Probably. Thanks. <laughs> no, I needed that. I, needed that. <laughs> uh, I was saying, I saw that to the Loris. Uh, yeah, when when I, I, I first discovered this when I was in PR with uh, Dolores because my Titi Dotti got me a giant handle of Tito's. Ooh. And I was like, she thinks I'm not going to drink this whole thing in five days, but I'm about to drink this whole thing in five days. So mm. uh, I ended up doing it. And every day at five, I like, I would get down with work because I worked the whole time I was in PR. And then I would yeah. get down and I was right on the ocean. So I would get down and I pour myself a thing. I put on some fucking music and me and her would sit there and I drink it. And that first goddamn thing every day. And I was like, I don't know. I love you, but <laughs> vodka, <laughs> like... <laughs> Weighing the two. Here's the truth. What I'm trying to say is that relationships fade, Max. Like I love the my wife very much. Forever. Exactly. My mom told me. I remember that she yelled at me one time because she was trying to write her anniversary card to Jeff. And then and then I was like, I don't know, I was being an asshole somehow, I'm sure. But at some point she snapped at me, being like, Do you know how difficult it is to think of new shit to say after 20 years? Like, and so <laughs> 
And I love that because you know the truth is this. This is the truth about love, okay? Like Game of Thrones really gave me one. Well, no, I was about to jump in there. Like you know okay. your mom is carrying those conversations. <laughs> like she's the one who's having to like look up fun, interesting conversation topics. She's oh the my one. God, yeah. All this hobby shit. Like she had to get into motorcycles just to get him to talk to my, you know? Like think about how bad that is, man. Like. Oh, that poor woman, that goddamn saint. You know, the older yeah. I get, the more I look back and I'm like, my mom was all right. <laughs> she she you tried know, her- Hey, if you're listening, Christian's mom, you're an American hero. You you're really are. Yarp. And, you know, I, I appreciate you and everything that you do. <laughs> uh, well, you derailed me. Well, I mean, Where was I going with that? You because- were talking about how you love vodka more than your wife. Oh, no, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Episode title, by the way. <laughs> talking about how you love vodka more than your wife <laughs> clearly episode 63 uh no but my mom yelled at me that one time and she's like you know the, the like uh, you know how hard it is to think of this shit and that's true because the truth about love game of thrones really nailed one thing i think is that early on it's butterflies every motherfucking day and then every couple days and every week and every month and every you know like the butterflies oh you're talking about like when catlin is like first it's a roaring fire but then you're just stoking the embers and you're keeping it going and it's a low, it's a low burn, but but the heat is there. For, well, and she, and she and she's there's something different because then you're like, but then you build this thing brick by brick, the foundation right. is stronger. And I honestly believe that, which is like, like am I am I like as like passionate? Oh my god, Dolores walks in. Do I like freak the fuck out? Do I like make sure my hair is perfect? Do I, you know what I'm saying? Like no, like of course not. But like, uh, I guess I'm digging my hole deeper. The point is, vodka makes me feel the same way every time, Max. <laughs> I was about to say, like, imagine if you could sustain the level of excitement that a dog has when you walk in the door every day. Vodka. That's how <laughs> that's, I do it. Have for, yes. for vodka. Yeah, just give me vodka, man. Oh, do you ever? Do you ever? And I, and I'm not saying that there's a problem, but do you ever like reevaluate? You know, you're getting into your 30s. Uh-oh. You I know this is the. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Max! Why would you do this to me? Like. Well, uh, no, because I, I did the whole uh, I did the whole dry January thing, and I just haven't had a drink now, like for like I don't know, like since January started, and it's February now, and it, it does it does kind of make you sit back and reflect, like, huh, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine without this, right? Do, yeah, do you no, ever I, think about it? Well, I told you, like, uh, I'm putting this into a man bun just to bother you. By the way, you see that? I'm very bothered. Boom. I've I've got a bone to pick with you later about something, but <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. No, uh, but. If, if we're going to be candid and shit like this, like, I think I told yeah. you that story that Janine told me, like my ex-girlfriend, Janine, you remember Janine? Because mm-hmm. um, we're, I guess we're friends. Uh, we talk every now and then. But then she told me the story that I'd completely forgotten about, which is like one time she got into my car and um, she was thirsty. Oh, okay. And she I, asked yeah, for- told this story I, on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure I have. I'm sorry. This podcast, look, with the fact that we've gone 60 some odd episodes without repeating everything is really impressive. So let me just get into this, which is like, yeah, she, she said like, uh, she got into the car, she wanted something to drink and then she wanted to get my drink. And I was like, sure. And I had totally forgotten that that wasn't a regular drink, that that was like half vodka, half blue Gatorade, a Smurf, right. if you will. One of our old favorites. Uh, a Smurf yeah. could be any alcohol mixed with blue Gatorade. It was always <laughs> disgusting. Uh, the point is, she got in, she took a sip, and then freaked out because it's... Hey, too- can I just jump in real quick? Please do, re-watching, please do. Yeah. I've been rewatching Mad Men season four, and there's a line when they're like evaluating the strengths of Mountain Dew as a cocktail mixer. <laughs> and like, I think it's like one of them just like mixes it with vodka, and he's like, I call it rocket fuel. And then Peggy's like, 
you need at least three ingredients to make a cocktail. Two, and it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> then there's me. One. I don't need anything. Man. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. So man. Many great lines in that show about alcohol, by the way. Um, like when when uh, Roger like hands Don a drink and he pours himself one. He's like, they say when you start drinking alone, you're an alcoholic. I'm really trying to avoid that, and it takes a sip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Uh, anyways, well, because he's the pissed off one, right? Like yeah. something happens and he pours him a drink preemptively. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> no, like so. So she told me that story, and so uh, she had a drink, and it was half vodka, half Gatorade. And then right. she, she rightfully was like, "What the fuck?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's vodka and Gatorade." And she's like, "Why would you do that?" And I'm like, "Because you're getting drunk and you're getting hydrated at the same time. It's electrolytes. That is straight alcoholic behavior. So like when I think about like, have I had a couple bouts with alcoholism? It's like definitely around 1920 before I could drink. And then if we're being honest, honest, I think I was drinking a lot last year, like maybe more than I should have been drinking. Uh, I mean, I, I, I definitely like was not like, I was drinking more probably than I have maybe since I was like younger when we were first experimenting with it. Right. And I think a part of it was like just the fact that I have money now. I live alone and right. I'm up at night when there's nothing going on. So it's like, why not grab, right. a, grab a couple beers? But now I'm like, you know what? I really don't need that. And it doesn't really feel good the next day, you know? Right. Yeah. That's my only thing. I, I know I'm getting to that tipping point where drinking is going to become a problem. We're like, oh, I drank too much and now I feel <laughs> right. shitty. But again, as we've talked about on this podcast, vodka is just superpowers, baby. Like I just drink that all day, and I'm fine for now. So, for now, <laughs> gonna fly that into the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I know I'm being a total piece of shit here because I was literally peer pressuring you into getting another drink. And now I'm like, now let's evaluate your uh, relationship with alcohol. Yeah. No, there, the there are there's like a lot of <laughs> like you're just realizing this. My now. relationship with alcohol is you who <laughs> keep putting a fucking <laughs> glass in my hand. <laughs> Christian, you have a problem as I hand you a fucking vodka. No, um, but but no, they they are like coming out with all this. Uh, sorry to get like serious, but they're coming out with like all this research now. Like we're more and more realizing that like one drink a day or even one drink a week is like seriously not good for you. Like what? <laughs> yeah, like in terms of like causing like cancer and like heart problems and all the other associated like alcohol related risks. Do do not minimize that much by minimizing your drinking. Okay, so last year I had like three solid months of being super, super, super fucking profoundly depressed. Uh, and I did a really good job of keeping that shit to the chest. Yeah. I would talk to you and talk to Dolores and shit. <clears throat> but I was definitely drinking more than three times a week. And I was having more right. than one drink when I was drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so that's scary. That's not a good... How much well, damage have I already done is the point. Like, and I mean, that, that's something that I've wondered too, you know? Because it's just like, yeah, like uh, we're all going to be fucked in our... 50s and 60s because alcohol culture is kind of on the rise right now you know Shit, shit's fucked up us millennials we see the end of the road all right like you know might as well pour me another one that's all i'm doing i'm being a trendsetter i was on this just drink until we don't have problems train long ago okay and uh you know fucking popularity hey. contest kicks in at the end but i'm a pioneer you think rosa parks was the first person to sit down on a bus bullshit that's all i'm saying she's the most well known it's an interesting um <laughs> summation of her contribution to race relations but you she know did great. she wasn't the first that's all i'm saying all right she gets so much credit for she that. did great she wasn't the first like <laughs> you're ready to get into a fuck i just want to ask you is fifth place as good as first place no they don't give medals for fifth place why is rosa parks getting all the shout outs i don't get it like 
That wasn't really a question, was it? Because you answered it for me immediately. <laughs> Let me ask you, is fifth place as good as first place? No. It's like, do you want me to leave? The, you want me to go back to the whole simulating eating popcorn thing? I'll let you rant and drink your Tito's. Yeah, well, the problem is I didn't have any Tito's right, before you made me want to do it. Yeah, okay. Like, give me a topic. Give me a topic. I'll rant. I don't give a shit. This is, where's my burrito ranting with drunk Christian? Let's go. I'm fucking ready. Uh, let's talk about man buns. What, what's going on? Man buns. Listen here. You either have a small dick or the exact opposite. Your dick is so big, if it hits the ground, it would cause fucking earthquakes and power outages in Manila, okay? No no middle ground. No middle ground. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I'm going to let you, the audience, figure out, as I say this with a man bun, which the truth is. Next. Next topic. Wait, that was the whole thing? Next topic. This isn't that good. I'm going to be honest. I thought this would Do be Do you want me to go on on man buns more? I just thought you would get more into it. I mean, what can I say? They're convenient, you know? Like, I, I climb mountains sometimes. There's hair in my eyes. I'm like, you know, let's just throw this guy in a bun real quick. No problem. Like, I feel like this is hair envy, Max. You know, we don't talk about this often, but let's get into it. Are you mad that I have luxurious, beautiful curls? No, because you know what? You, you don't do stupid shit with your hair. It's really just the people that do stupid shit with their hair where I'm like, you're wasting a golden opportunity. Like, like I saw some video of some dude with who clearly has a full head of hair. He's like some sort of like Swedish, like producer or something okay. like a disco man. And he's like shaved like a bald spot into his head. <laughs> and I was like, go fuck yourself guy. Did you not hear about that? It was like a corporal punishment in Georgia that like dads who were pissed off at their kids in Atlanta were taking their, their like six year olds and getting them like old man haircuts, like cutting it, <laughs> cutting it. So there's only hair here and like, it's a receding hairline and shit. Right. And making I, I had school. not, I had not heard that. That's, that's fantastic. Can we just talk about how good of a parent that fucking parent is? Because God damn it, man. No, 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 seriously, seriously. Hear me out, man. You want to know I mean, that that kid is never going to fuck up again, okay? Because you show up to second grade with an old man haircut yeah. once and you're fucked. Like, well, here's my question. Is it, is it that they're never going to fuck up again or is it that the kid is going to get better at hiding their fuck-ups? I don't know, man. I feel like minority parents, that's not true. Sorry, mom. I, the amount of things you don't know that I did in high school and college years is like, I was going to say that I feel like minority parents are really on top of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they tend to, to, to know your, your, your blunders and shit. So I don't know. I just think that that kid's never going to forget the embarrassment. Let me tell you a real story about my dad, my real dad. Uh, the, the, we just call him asshole in the family. That's not even a joke. He's in my mom's phone as asshole. Uh, so asshole once saw me playing with a paperclip. I'm about three years old, and I'm fucking around with a paperclip. Did he tell you to stick it in a light socket? I was going, no, he didn't tell me to do it, which would be even more asshole-ish, but he yeah. saw me getting close to it. And then my stepmom was like, no, don't do that. And he's like, honey, wait, let's just see what happens. I remember that. I'm three years old. and I remember this so vividly. Why? Because the next moments were just like, by the way, being electrocuted is only like a second ordeal, but it feels like a 45 second ordeal. You're just like, Zah! and you're like on the ground and shit. And right. so, yeah, uh, and so that's a real story. And my point is, like, you know, these parents are usually on it. They're going to let you make the mistakes and fuck up. They're fine seeing you fall. That whole Passion of the Christ thing was bullshit, by the way. Which thing? Uh, there's, like, the whole, so the whole emotional part of that movie is Mary. I've never seen that movie. We've talked the, to you. Yeah. The Virgin Mary, like, Jesus is carrying his cross, and then uh he 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 literally can't hold it anymore so he falls and it cuts back to when virgin mary remembers him as a little baby and he was and he was falling down some steps and she runs to him as a 
as a as a as a mom in both cases like she's she just needs to be there to hold her child i'm like bullshit it's a bullshit mm. scene you think real mother mary was like let him fall let him fucking fall <laughs> learn a mistake jesus you gotta learn <laughs> learn a mistake jesus <laughs> Let me learn of a stage. That, that's, that, that, that's the episode of the title right there. <laughs> learn a mistake, Jesus. I love how much Jesus comes into this uh, podcast. You I'm know, fascinated by him. Are, are you not like historically? Like, if he, if, if historical yeah, Jesus he, is real, I mean, this is going to sound more inflammatory than I mean it, but he's a lot like Hitler in terms of uh, how often he comes into this podcast. You know, he's like a recurring yeah. character, like this this yeah. figure that we're this mythical figure at this point that we're fascinated by. And I was watching this because um, I just watched Jojo Rabbit, and I know we're going to talk about that later. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I watched this great video from Lindsay Ellis from a couple of years ago about the producers and Mel Brooks, and mm. like yeah, I saw it. Uh, what, oh, you saw it? Like yeah, really, great. really good in terms of talking about, about the like, line, right? Where he talks yeah, about like how he wouldn't say this is, joke. Yeah. yeah. Well, the line in satire and like what makes Mel Brooks's satire effective versus like say Life is Beautiful, which is just a like kind of a piece of shit. You know, like why why does he get away with it when other people can't? Because like all writers are using uh, Mel Brooks's comedy as justification for being able to joke about the Holocaust. And it's like, well, this guy was actually Jewish and he actually like fought in World War II and like he, you know, is trying to make like Hitler seem as preposterous as possible. But right. she also talks about like the drawback of that is that you end up making him seem less serious than he was. Uh, which, not to go into it, and I'm sure we'll talk into it tomorrow, but it's sort of my beef with JoJo. I enjoyed JoJo, mostly. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed under- it more than I thought. I, I expected yeah. to be like more pissed off about it, but yeah, it does fall into that. Uh, so, I, I mean, that's a... By the way, if you want to listen to that, we're launching, or relaunching, rather, another podcast. <clears throat> Movies and shit is dead, because iTunes is, even though owned by Apple, apparently they can't have a cuss word in their fucking titles. So, uh, yeah. we're moving on. Uh, we're going to call it Shallow Dives, which we hope to but, do the exact opposite of every single time we talk about something. Right. Um, but um, it's literally going to be the same concept as Movies and shit. It's the same show, just a different title. Uh, maybe a little bit more polished, a little more panache, a little bit more episodic consistency in terms of releases. But yeah, we um, do a couple yeah. musical numbers. Uh, yeah. We oh, get an I mean, elephant sure. in there, like a high wire act, Yo. a vaudeville thing. Have I talked to you about elephants recently? Did we talk about this last podcast? That I've been watching no, like- but I actually am really glad you want to talk about them because I have an opinion independently of you and I'm ready. Like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> That was so antagonistic, by the way. Like, I have an opinion independent of you. No, no, like, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I, I've never believed in God until this moment where you came oh. to me with an elephant take. And I'm like, holy shit, I have an elephant take. Did we just become best friends? Okay, yes. good. Continue. Good. Okay, cool. No, um, I, I maybe I did bring this up on a previous episode. But, like, sometimes I'll get in these YouTube, like, K-holes or whatever, where I'll just be clicking on related links until I end up in a weird spot. They call it, like, deep into YouTube is separate for that. But anyways... I found like this this YouTube channel where it's just this guy who plays classical piano music on this elephant preserve for elephants and like you know like old elephants, new elephants, middle elephants, you know, and they'll yeah. they'll just come up to his piano and like the baby elephants will be like trying to play along with him, but mostly the older ones will just kind of sway to the music and it's just like the most beautiful heartbreaking thing and I'm like sitting there at like three in the morning just fucking crying my eyes out watching a goddamn old man play music for an elephant. And I'm like, man, we don't deserve some people. 
<laughs> no, listen, I think that's a, like, that's a really lovely story. I think that uh, one, I, I, I've written this thing and it's the one monologue from a previous writing life that I'm really proud of because mm. it's like, I wanted to have the, uh, a scene where a dad who is mentally ill, uh, but, but isn't wrong about what he's talking about, right? And he's talking about like, we as humans like to think we are superior. We like to think that we're the only one with souls that we mourn, but elephants travel thousands of miles to mourn their dead. Like they have this, this thing that goes beyond, oh, they're dumb animals that God put here for us to hunt. You know what I mean? And then you see shit like that when they respond to music. I mean, fuck, fuck animals for a second, but let's just talk about music and what that does to anyone. I've seen this incredible video about a dude who had Alzheimer's and like literally yeah. just completely like decrepit. They play songs from the twenties and he lights up and he can respond yeah. and he can talk. And he like remembers things and like, yeah. He's yeah. like, Oh, I remember listening to this when I was 12. And yeah. I've I mean, seen that's, that exact, that's yeah, phenomenal, amazing. dude. That's one of the most yeah. amazing things I've ever seen. And then like, likewise, uh, it's a little bit different. I try to post it every, um, every D day because it's very pretty to me where it's this uh, world war two vet who, uh, t- played the trumpets. Um, and one night over enemy lines, right? Like, where well, he's not over enemy lines. He's, like, on his side. And But the, you know, there's, like, a DMZ of sorts. But mm. the enemy line's right there. And he's playing this thing. Uh, and they capture, the next day, they capture the German soldiers who did this. And, like, in talking and interviewing with all the people, uh, the they found one of the guys who found out that he had played the trumpet all night. And he had talked yeah. about how, like, it made me feel like the German soldier said that, like, he heard the music and he wanted to lay his gun down, that he just wanted to be with his wife, that he just yeah. wanted to be back when he was a kid. And I'm like, you're a Nazi, but whatever. Let's get past that for a second. Like, just the idea that, mu- you know, like, music yeah, no, like, that it uh, builds bridges. Yeah, like, I, I remember, like, I had a routine back when I was, like, in college for the year that I was in college where I would always get a bagel in the morning, and it always made me feel just so good and i would like listen to my music and eat my bagel and i just remember thinking if everybody did this like there wouldn't be any fucking war we would all be just fucking blissed out on carbs listening to (laughs) just chill jams man (laughs) which is like the most (laughs) naive fucking like hippie bullshit ever you know no but you know because i brought up our conversation from last episode the buddhism question i brought that up with skylar you know because Mm -hmm. i just do think that like if, if we get away from the dogma of religion and we get into the practicality of religion on how to apply it to your life, like, right. I, I do think the world would be a better place. I know that is naive to say, but it's just like, we're not going to get it because these religions in the scope of human history, they're barely new. I mean, like, they're so fresh in our minds, you know what I mean? I don't right. expect us to be removed for another 10,000 years, maybe, maybe more. But eventually we will. Eventually the theology has to fall, right? Because yeah. there's nothing to hold it up. I, I do think that the human populace moves towards rational and facts. And you can like the, the stories, but that doesn't mean that they're real. And so it's like, I just wonder. I wonder if maybe we get there at some point, man, and, and world peace is achievable. I know it sounds very hippy-dippy, but you're right. Something, you, mm-hmm. something so small as getting a fucking bagel, having a routine. But more, more than anything, going back to the Buddhism thing, is it was a moment that you had with yourself every fucking day. It was this right. relationship you had. And, and, yeah. and I, I wonder if enough people are able to do that or do do that, because I think that a lot of people's time is either spent interacting with other people which is necessary um but also using that as a crutch and sometimes distracting themselves from being by themselves and there's something special about just like sitting with yourself 
for even a couple of minutes a day. It doesn't have to be meditation, but it's close, you know, where you're just not looking at a screen and you're not like talking to somebody or dealing with a problem or whatever. You're just sitting, enjoying the day. There's, like I, I don't know that enough people do that or are able to. Yeah, there's a fucking quote, and I'm going to butcher it, so I will just try to get to the spirit of the quote rather than try to quote it directly. But the spirit of the quote <clears throat> was that all of man's troubles and all of man's woes comes from the inability to sit in a room by himself and stay silent, which makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Like I, don't, I really don't think people take enough time to be by themselves. And I don't mean driving in a car by yourself. You know what I mean? I don't, you, know, you can't be actively doing something else. I mean, sit in right. a fucking room, no TV. Just sitting nothing. still. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's an interesting thing not enough people do, man. And it's like, I have been able, I've been very fortunate this first month in LA to have taken these moments where I'm like, I'm going to sit out in the sun and not move for 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, just try to fucking feel the wind and stuff. Like, right. things that we take. I mean, is there anything? Like, listen, when you do something really laborious, we moved all of our stuff in. Water never tasted so good than when we were dehydrated, right? right? Like, right. like you always appreciate that so much more. Have you ever been super hot and you go outside and you just feel the wind on your face and you're like, oh my God, this is all I've needed. And it's right. so weird how like just we complicate for a second. Yeah. yeah, dude. It's, it's like the, the little simple things are so goddamn beautiful uh, and, and not infinitesimal. You know what I mean? Like there are these beautiful life affirming things that we just don't do. Sit in the grass, dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. look at the fucking clouds. Like when we were right. kids, this is all we used to do. And they're incredible. And I understand we have responsibilities and we have jobs and we have rent and we have all <laughs> that. But take a fucking moment to just really take in the beauty of everything, man. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, and that is uh, something I miss about old Florida uh, sometimes is just that, uh, you know, I don't have the outdoors immediately in my backyard where I can just take a walk and see some trees and some greenery or whatever. Even if it's hot as fuck and kind of miserable, there's just still something I miss about that, you know? Right. Because right now I walk outside and it's just, get out of the way, asshole, you know? a different kind of thing but at the same time like i'll tell you that that's what prospect ended up becoming for me like because i was close enough to prospect to bike there every day and so my day started with i'm gonna bike to prospect and i'm gonna spend a minute in this green place where no one else is because it's the middle of the day and i was a real estate agent so like i could go in the mornings when no one else was there and it's it's wonderful you know what i mean yeah same thing with these griffith park thing i think that's an established like like a like a um extenuation of that you know Mm -hmm. to an extension is the word i'm looking for an extension of that it really is it's like it's about just i get to be alone with myself walking thinking of whatever i want or not thinking about anything like i've been able to turn my brain off in a way i've never been able to just by walking and and breathing heavy and like you know what i'm saying like and there's something really fucking therapeutic about it so I don't know, man. It's just like if more people did that is, I think, the large point. Like maybe there yeah. would be some massive change in the world. But go, go for a walk, guys. Go grab yourselves a bagel. You know, listen to some uh, pre-made playlists, of things you <laughs> like. Who's to say? You know, maybe the world would be a better place. Well, all right. Listen, I don't know if you're undercutting me, but what's the bone you have to pick with me? What's your deal anyway? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm mad at you now. I'm trying to be beautiful, calm, Chris. <laughs> lasted until this podcast and i think you're a dick no i was being sincere when i said that like i I do think that it would be um you know a better place and all that but i do have a bone to pick with you and this is gonna sound judgy as fuck coming from my end i I hope you understand that before i say this but you're getting out of control with the hashtags and i'm worried about you oh yeah 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 they're hilarious yeah they're all bad (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I just wanted to ask you before I get into this further, are they sincere hashtags or are they joke hashtags? Or oh yeah. Some- I don't really sincerely. The only thing that's sincere is like double toasted. And then here we are lost. Cause I got to get some, okay. some shit. But after that, it's me just trying to be stupid. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay. gee, you know, like, what hashtag dad bod didn't do it for you <laughs> like, no, hashtag dad bod was pretty good but like hashtag thousand miles in 2020 hashtag goals how hashtag, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that i think the goals in the thousand miles in 2020 was what was what did me in new in la uh roosevelt was sexy was funny um yeah. smoky the bear dad bod was funny but the other yeah. ones i was like how serious is he? Who is he becoming now that he's in LA? He's going to no, I do want to do a thousand miles. I mean, because I, I tracked it out, but I was putting it to be like BoJack season two, like okay. using acronyms okay. and shit. I was genuinely worried, man, because you know how I feel about hashtags. They should only be yeah. used as a form of ridicule right? for the <laughs> yeah. people that use hashtags. Yeah, or, or to go low and undercut something. Absolutely. No, right. I mean, my hashtags are fine, man. I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to be the you season two of people with my Instagram. I'm trying to just take LA oh, wow. down, yeah. you know, <laughs> you but I like it. Show? I love it a lot. No, I have it. But Dolores is watching it. And by the way, it's causing problems in our relationship. <laughs> like, tell me, tell me. Well, no, because I'm just like, you're too smart to be watching the same shit. I tell you the same shit. I tell you, it's just like, you're too smart to be watching this goddamn terrible shit. And then both of you are like, look, it might be terrible, but like it, it's sort of self-aware. I don't know. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, uh, here's the thing. I'm sorry for that sound I just made. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think that you should be open to watching just about anything because sometimes things do surprise you. Like I was very against Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I thought that that would be some bullshit that was not worth my time and not for me, but I forced myself through it. Right. Eventually came out the other side, a better, more cultured, more well-rounded Max who understood <laughs> the story a little bit better. Um, so who's to say that you couldn't be that show? I mean, it's not, but it could have been, and I wouldn't have known until I watched it. Right. And that, my friend, you can take to the bank. Case. Or I just, I can trust you two, who I trust more than anything. And mm-hmm. if you say it's good, I'll watch it. If it's not good, I'm not going to watch it. I don't know why anyone would. You know. What but I'm how do you know it's not good until you watch it? Because you have told me that it's not oh. worth my time. <laughs> like I'm putting my faith in you. You're my general. Okay. Okay. Like like I was Lincoln. You're Ulysses S. Grant here, and you're like, look, we'll anaconda the fuck out of you. All right, we'll squeeze that shit till it's dead. I don't know. Uh, was Ulysses S. Grant really a drunk? Like all the time. He was a he was a drunk in his later life for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He drank a lot, but he was also a good general. Like he's generally yeah, back when men were men, right? That whole <sighs> love thing. it. Yeah, back when men were men. <laughs> that's like and your... some men were three fifths of men, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, is it too early for a slavery joke, Max? Fucking one hundred and sixty years ago. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things that I laughed at, but then I was like, I just felt like weird. <laughs> And that's the goal as a comedian. Like, <laughs> hey, if you laughed, I won. I don't care how you feel about yourself afterwards. <laughs> My work here is done. Oh, Lord, man. Uh, Where do we go from here? I don't know. Do you want to do Malibu Homicide? We said we'd do it three weeks in a row, but I have no, you, would have to, you would have to drive the car. I would have to just purely react. I mean, look, like Mr. Peanut thing, new developments there. Um, Hey, Torres, get in here. Get in my office. Oh, wait, wait. All right. What? I'm drunk. What do you want from me? Wait, why, why are you drunk? It's like the morning time. Yeah, I'm still drunk from the night before. I'm sorry. What's up? Have you continued drinking from the night before? I'm worried about you. 
No, my blood just literally knows how to dose out the blood alcohol, so I still have drunk when I wake up. It's a new okay. trick I've taught my blood. It's so you great. need you need you need a hair of the dog then. Like, what were you what were you having before? Some Tito's, kettle two. Got some Tito's right here, boss. Hold on. Okay, you want a refill? <sighs> yeah. Can I get a refill? A yeah. Okay. Word. So uh, first off, before we get started, I'm a little bit worried about you know your relationship. Uh, can I have one more? <laughs> can I have one more drink? Is that okay? <laughs> Before we get started, I want to make sure I'm frosty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so here's the deal. I think that we've been defrauded by the the pe- the estate of Mr. Peanut um, because there's like a new baby Peanut, but he sounds like a dolphin. I don't know if you've heard about this. No. Fuck. What happened? So, so Mr. Peanut did die, um, contrary to belief from the last time, and from his Peanut ashes, a new baby Peanut was born. But he sounds like a dolphin. Um, did you not watch this Super Bowl commercial slash documentary? I saw I saw someone holding a baby peanut, and I saw Tony the Tiger. By the way, I was spot on on that fucking fucking and Mister Clean. They were yeah, all Mr. there. <laughs> yeah, so I was right about that prediction. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. So we Which got speaking Mister Clean. He did not pay his child support for like the third month in a row. So we got to stop by that dude's house, and he's weird, man. He never talks. His house is always super clean, and it's like really weird. You feel like you got to take your shoes off in there. It's, it's like a I'm a detective. I'm not going to take my shoes off in your house. It's a little too clean. Like, what is he? Either he has obsessive right. compulsive disorder, or he's clearly or hiding evidence. He's like hiding something. All right, yeah. let's let's go over you there. Think it's like a serial killer type situation. Yeah, you think he set up Mister Peanut. I think it's likely. I think it's definitely worth a conversation. You know, maybe we should get into the car. Maybe we should drive over there. You know, my license is suspended, so you got to drive. But uh, how, how are you still a police officer? I mean, sheer luck and uh, no oversight, I assume. <laughs> like, Am I your boss in this scenario? No, you said we're equals. I, okay. I, I always thought that was suspect, but... <laughs> But if you had any power, you would have fired me a long time ago because yeah. you have integrity. Should I report this? <laughs> Literally can't drive a car. You're a detective. I'm getting it back like next week. I think. You're behind on your child support. Also, I can't go past 7th Avenue just because the ankle monitor might give us some trouble. And uh, So where does he live? He lives where? Before 7th Avenue? After 7th? I got to make a phone call. <laughs> Um, Cut to the phone call. <laughs> hey, Chief uh, Torres is out of control. I don't know what to tell what you. What do you mean? Yeah, he's well, uh, well, he's, he's uh, sorry, Torres, private call. Oh, oh, okay. Let's walk out of here. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I'm talking to my uh, wife or whatever. Um, yeah, Chief, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, he's fucking out of control, man. Like, he has his license suspended. Like, why, why is this guy still on the job? I don't trust him, you know, in, in a squad car with me. Like, he can't even go past 7th Avenue without his ankle. He's got an ankle monitor. Hey, man, I just looked it up. I'm sorry. I know you're on a private call. But Torres. He lives, he Torres. Lives on si- no, but he lives on 6th. The, the ankle monitor is not a problem at this point. All right. You live to fight another day, Torres. Let's roll. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs>